Welcome to Carl and Taylor in the garage. <laughs> Cooking up the hits. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This is another episode um, of First, Last, Best, Worst. And these are like our little bonus episodes where we're doing our workshop stuff in the garage. And I'm um, here with Taylor and Paul. Hey, what's up? Hiya. We got Paul mic'd up again. Finally. Finally. Um, I love it. I like your insights into everything. Um, and this this time, we're going to have... Um, we're gonna have Taylor do uh, his his thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I got some stuff that I'm working on. Uh, this is the latest thing that's like kind of coming to fruition in in the fact that I have like all all the parts. I don't know how it's gonna be arranged. Um, I don't ne- actually necessarily know the the vocal melody yet. Um, so you're just working with chords, basically. Well, chords, yeah. Uh, I the the vocal melody is like maybe like kind of have like a sixty percent idea of where I'm going, and mm-hmm. I have zero idea about the lyrics. No lyrics. So I'm gonna be uh, doing some sort of like I actually just like uh, yeah, I'll let you hear like the 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 voice that I use when I'm actually in my bedroom by myself workshopping. Oh, it. excellent. Yeah, so you'll get to hear that. Let's hear it. Yeah. What's the name? No, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. Um, I was going to go like... Get the, you kind of get the idea. Yeah, definitely. So those are the That's riffs. Cool. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a cool song. Uh, is this something you'll do with your band, Peppermint? Yeah, this, this is something that we're, uh, we're going to work up, uh, hopefully, in the near future. Um, but uh, Will you Do you take the input from the other guys in the band before you have a song? Uh, no, I mean, it's usually I, I kind of have like at least like the nugget 
of the song. You, I, what we've been doing is like I've just been writing it uh, completely end to end and taking that and then just like showing them and like that's how it is. Because you're a relatively new band. We're a relatively new band, so, so it's like I feel like when you when the uh, the inflection point to going for a band is like you just have to learn the first like seven songs. <laughs> yeah, and you can play them once you can play them front to back. You can play a short set, and then you're like a band, and then you're just adding on to it. Mm-hmm. But the initial push to just get those first like seven songs is like the real like hump, right? Um, and then you can just like work on tightening those and adding one song, you know, every practice or so. But uh, well, I this is like going to be something. Uh, what I what we've been doing since we got that seven songs is like taking uh, a song that I've got like 70% written Mm -hmm. and then taking it in, you know, like something with all the riffs and shit, you know, and then, and then help having them help arrange it, which is cool. I like that more. Yeah. Cause then you can have like other eyes on it and then it's not just you just fucking, uh, in your own brain, right. just recycling your own. And it sounds so obvious, but it's like a lesson I learn over and over again that the more you involve other people, the more they will come up with ideas that you would have never thought of. Yeah, I know. You exactly. Know? You can only come up with like certain types of ideas in uh-huh. your own stupid brain. Right. And then you get stuck to the ones that maybe aren't that great. And then you're like, ah, this, I can't finish this or, or whatever, because. You, yeah, you're exactly. Stuck there. And then like you show it to someone else and they're just like immediate, like, why don't you do this? little thing and you're like that's the most genius right. idea and they're like no it wasn't it right. was like just repeat that twice and yeah. you're like <laughs> yeah. Mind blows. yeah yeah well, let's talk about can we talk about the riffs um yeah. it seems like it kind of is leading itself to a melody in it um because you're jumping all over so yeah the so chords quickly. are all like uh melodic enough because i've got like the, the 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 a riff is just like the And yeah, like, you can almost hear it. Yeah, it's like it's it, like honestly, it's. I guess the, the question is like, do I just have the melody just follow the root notes? Yeah, you could easily just do that. Yeah, uh, or do, and what I, do you do in that part? You're still kind of working it out. You're saying, yeah, I, I, I kind of like. Like something like that over top of it, yeah. which is like kind of hues to it, but yeah. like not completely. Just following right along. Yeah. So like I don't I don't really know. Uh I feel like I just sit with it until I feel like it is like the exact like I feel like I know when it's like the uh-huh. the, the, the perfect thing. And I don't know if I feel that way yet about anything that I've done over top of it. Although like I think the riff is like done yeah the riff the is riff, good uh, the part that you sing with yeah the riff so. is the riff is done that part oh yeah oh, let's this, do that this one part, that yeah. a, i like that part mm-hmm. yeah this part it goes like a but hearing that hearing that one part made me want to hear the whole song slow slower mm. oh okay yeah like it made me feel like the whole thing could be dreamy mm. oh okay yeah i was thinking of more of like a kind of like a power pop yeah vibe, yeah i hear that Maybe and that's a, that's an interesting thing. I've only been playing at one speed the whole since I've been writing it, so I'll take I won't, a look I won't at that. be upset if you keep it that speed. <laughs> it is. It does. Yeah, it is like maybe a little bit too fast to like kind of be doing like the uh, you know like the that is a, part. Well, it might. Yeah, it might come through more if it's can a little you, slower. Can you do that like B section the that riff again where you're yeah. kind of climbing up the scale there? Yeah, it goes like. A,
fun at that speed, man. It's like sexy and yeah. kind of sleepy. Uh-huh. Dreamy. And like the A part can be. Actually, that's a really good idea. Yeah. It's also really good because it's actually really difficult to do like the... Uh, There's a lot happening. Yeah. Yeah. Those it's, are cool chord progressions, but it's a lot happening. It's a lot it's happening. all over the neck, too. And it's also, yeah, it's like, it's like I'm going to fuck it up. Right. You know? Yeah. I was wondering about when you're going up the scale there on, on the kind of dreamy part, do you... I find it difficult sometimes to pluck individual notes when I'm like strumming all the strings like that. Do you find that difficult to do, especially in a live setting? Do you you think about that whenever you're writing a song? I do. I mean, the thing is like, because, well, you play solo by yourself, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, like clean. Right. So like you have to like be more precise, but like I have, I don't have to be right. like I'm playing with like other people and it's loud over drums, like distorted. Right. So it's like, I can kind of like, I'm, you know, approximate. Yeah. I'm, I'm hitting, I'm hitting like two to three notes right. at the same time. It's like, and it, you know, it's, uh, but you're also muting most of the strings. You're doing a good job of muting them all. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But like, there's still always going to be some, like just some scraggly stuff, but I like that, you know, like I don't really, I don't, um, like, I've never really had a problem with like extraneous noise in my music. Um, I'd rather, I don't know. I'd rather just like not have to worry about being precise and have more fun. <laughs> yeah. Like no one actually gives a shit. Right. Um, yeah. People don't even really no- like notice bum notes unless like they're, you really fuck up. Right. Yeah. That's so it's totally true. And, or if you make a face, <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's like something that, makes me furious when I'm playing with like a sax player and they like cringe. It's like, dude, nobody knows yeah, that no, you played yeah, that Yeah, it's like now now they know. Right, yeah. exactly. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, There's nothing like a really bare intro in a song live and you have to come in, you're the second instrument and you're one fret too high. Mm. Oh, There's nothing like that. Oh my God. <laughs> to I've really set there, the yeah. whole song down the wrong <laughs> right. path. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've th- talked about it with a lot of looper or with like uh Rotom last time, but like when people are looping, that's another thing. Oh, yeah. If there's a bad note in a loop and then it's just it's, it's like coming back around. It could be upsetting. Uh, yeah. yeah. Man, I don't I, that's the whole thing. Like people who he, loop heavy bands, I'm just like, it doesn't seem to me, it kind of doesn't seem fun to like have to like have to think like, all right, in two measures I have to Yeah. Hit it's a my different foot, process. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um I don't know. Uh, yeah. I've been playing with the looper a lot, and I just, I have a difficult time. Yeah, getting it, hitting it on the one, you know, because I want to hit it like on the four or something, like to end the phrase and then have another beat. And then it's like, you have to hit it right on the one. So now you're, now you're, what I want to go up in solo, I can't quite because I'm, I don't know. It's, it's, it, it takes a lot of practice. Yeah, there's a, there's a definitely a hump yeah. Yeah. to learning that technique. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, let's get back into this uh, yeah. this little uh, riff here, and then did you have a, 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 a? There's a C section. Yeah, there's a C section where I go like, so you know, it goes like, uh, you know. That's like the like the bridge, you know. Mm-hmm. So I feel pretty good about all the, the. I think I think all three of those work well together. Uh, it's just figuring out arranging it, 
and then kind of like the vocal melody and then obviously like the lyrics which is like always the worst part of the process for me that's, i just like really hate writing lyrics <laughs> that's so interesting because i'm like you know clearly we're not making the same exact music yeah. but i i work from lyrics a lot you know because that's yeah. my favorite part of the whole of i'm the whole starting thing. to enjoy it more because like i'm just like I feel like I've given myself leeway to just be as as weird as I want to be, and I'm like, uh, I, I guess I feel I felt like up until recently, like I had to write lyrics in a way that was like, you know, like a lyric writer would do it. Like, <laughs> well, it, can you explain? Like, I don't know, that? like, like, like lyrics have to be a like a way, like a poetic? certain type of way, mm. or like there's you know. The lyric police are gonna come. Yeah, and arrest yeah, you. yeah. And then I was like, oh, actually, like, you like people write the weirdest fucking shit. Yeah, like you don't even notice. Yeah, and it's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, <laughs> I could be that guy. I could be that guy that nobody knows what he's talking about. <laughs> so I don't know. I have this like, um, I have this like, uh, I just keep like a little note running notepad in my phone. Um, uh -huh. You know, I've just. You know, uh, and are you writing rhymes, or are you are you I'm, thinking specifically in the terms of a song? I, I am. I have like finished, kind of like uh, like drafts underneath, but up top is just like kind of a chat book. And a lot of people are like, "Oh, you know, why don't you just get like a a, a moleskin book, or mm -hmm. you know, like a a, a, a thing?" Yeah. And it's and it's like, yeah, I understand that, but I've just always been drawn to the romantic. Uh, you know, notion of uh, uh, of an iPhone notepad. You know? <laughs> so, uh, you know. When it gives you a fucking dotted line when it's not a word, you're like, I know it's not a word. I just made it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's funny. What? Well, you do. You also write jokes. Is it a different process? Because jokes are specifically words. You know. Uh. Yeah. I mean, actually, I don't think that it is like. Is it separate for you mentally? Actually, I don't think it's... I think, like, the, there's very little separation between, like, uh, how I feel when I'm writing a joke and how I feel when I'm writing a song. It's, like, obviously they're different right. things, but, like, I feel like the same part of my brain is, like, active in both. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, I don't know. For me, lyric writing, a lot of it has just been... Has just become... My, my process is just throughout the day I'll think... Or I'll hear just little phrases, like mm -hmm. maybe one word or like uh, words together. And then it's like, uh, and then I'll just write that down. And then when it's time, I'm like, oh, I got to like put some lyrics on this. You start paging through. I start paging through and seeing like what might work over these uh -huh. different lines or like what strikes me or like, you know, and then like sometimes I can just having one or two of those can anchor the songs and I can just start writing stuff. That's it, cool. I'm a pretty oblique lyricist. Like, I don't really like. There's not a, like a ton of like metaphor or or like just. Uh, I don't know. I feel like no one knows what I'm talking about, okay. which is fine. <laughs> like, I don't care. But I mean, if you look through like my fucking, can you give us an books, example? It's like, yeah, I'll just start start reading from uh, uh, from the top. It sounds like a fucking crazy person. <laughs> um. So first line, ultimate reality. The second line, uh, what are the CEOs reading? Then thought leader, then high priestess, then <laughs> fractal buddies, <laughs> <laughs> then a bad idea, poorly executed. And it just goes on and on like that. <laughs> Ex-girlfriend on a motorcycle. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Like, like obviously most of these are not uh, unfit for anything. Right. But it's like for whatever reason, 
You can at the time, I was like, that could be useful. Right. And then, like, when I go back to write this song, I'll just probably, like, scroll through it and be like, ex-girlfriend on a motorcycle. Maybe <laughs> that, like... Do you keep them after, they, after they're used? Because I love... That's what I love about having a tangible notebook is to go through and be like, oh, that was the day I learned what gumshoe means because I write it in my notebook and then later on it's in a poem somewhere and I'm like, oh, that's... You know, I like to go back and look at that stuff. Yeah, I... um. Yeah, I keep it around. I keep it around. And I do have, like, physical notebooks that I like to use from time to time uh, for, like, more, like, long form, you know, because it gets, like, typing on your phone sucks. You're right. Um, I mean, I, don't, I, I literally don't do it because I have a flip phone. Yeah. And it's just unreasonable. <laughs> but, no, I have an iPad that occasionally I'll put something in there if I just like absolutely need it. But I do mostly carry notebooks around Yeah, and just, yeah, listen to turn a phrase, you yeah. know, that's what I always love. And, and rhymes What I always think about rhyming is like, just like, like if a poem doesn't rhyme, it kind of pisses me off. I yeah. know that like really good poets don't rhyme, but it's just like, no, I used to, to like, rhyme. yeah, I used to like not care about rhyming either. Mm hmm. Lyrics used to be such a huge afterthought to me, and then I realized, like, oh, it's actually holding my songwriting back that I like don't care about this at all. Oh, that's so like now I'm like forcing myself to care, and I'm enjoying it more, and I'm like getting better at rhyming and stuff like that. What are you listening to um, to kind of get you into this? I mean, I'm hearing like yeah, power pop. Um, I don't know. We just got a record player at the at the house. It was a birthday present. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so I don't know. I'm I'm listening to a lot of like. Uh, I don't, I'm I'm appreciating lyrics more from like you know it's not something I used to listen to but I appreciate it more. Uh, I've been listening to like this uh, Rocky Erickson and the Aliens. Mm, I don't album. know who that is. He's from the Thirteenth Floor Elevators and he's mm. like he wrote a horror movie album. Ariel Pink, my roommate has some Ariel Pink records which are really good. Uh, Have you heard this band, The Grateful Dead? Because <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was I finally have a mic, so I can go. Uh. <laughs> uh, also, I don't know. I just uh, there's one record I've been listening to a lot recently. It's just been this uh, like Chet Bolins. You got to check him out. It's, he's got this album called All American Masher, and it's like the weirdest shit. Yeah, it's like. I don't know. It's, it's like, an LP. So is it's it an from LP. The 70s yeah, or 80s? it's from like the early '80s, and it's like the corniest like '80s saxophone rock. Really, <laughs> but it's like cool. I don't yeah. know. I don't understand it. Uh, the saxophone in rock and roll is weird because it was the dominant instrument, or not dominant instrument because guitars were, but it was the instrument everybody soloed on. And now, and then all the way up through Bruce Springsteen, he had a fucking killer sax but now you I don't hear the sax, sax. The, i think the sax had like a revival like a few years ago there's more saxes uh i think the sax is great i love it but uh so a lot of the time sometimes <laughs> it's like the worst it can be cheese I've, i feel like if you have a saxophone in your music now it like automatically uh sort of like makes it sound like the 80s <laughs> yeah um yeah but uh, I don't Steve know. Washington, have you listened to his? He's a tenor sax player. Oh yeah, he's, he's fucking amazing. Incredible stuff, man. He does like he's like on some like psychedelic mm -hmm. shit though. Like that's that's right. cool. Yeah, he's not like first time I heard it, I'm like I'm excited to be alive when this is coming out new. Yeah, you know because it seemed so timeless and so good. I don't know, just good and fresh. Yeah, yeah. There's something like I don't know. Like almost like Stevie Wonder kind of like mm -hmm. about it.
about it, just like this universal sort of thing. Yeah, I want to want to go listen to him now. <laughs> right. Yeah. He played. He opened up, I think, for Alt J up at, in uh, Forest Hills at the beginning of the summer. I wanted to make it, but I was busy that night. Yeah. Thanks for showing us this riff. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. I, uh, I can't wait to see what it what it comes out. What you know? Yeah. When probably, it comes to fruition. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably. No, thanks for. I talk good. <laughs> thanks for the uh, thanks for the advice, man. Glad I came into the to the garage. To the garage. <laughs> Get it up. up the hip. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for letting me hang out too, guys. Yeah, Paul, you got yeah. any insights on the song besides "Slow It Down"? Uh, I think I led with my yeah. my best idea. <laughs> it's all downhill from there. All right, guys. Well, thanks a lot. Peace. Thank you.